0: This week's episode is the author's podcast about brainstorming, and we delve into the world of coming up with ideas. So, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the author's podcast about. The podcast where we journey together into the wonderful world of writing. Each week, this podcast will talk about a particular writing-related subject, and teach you how to turn your idea into a book, and then get it published, with all of the steps along the way. Hosted by author Brett Jackson, this is The Author's Podcast About. So, what have I been up to the last week? Well, actually, not a lot because, uh, due to a technical issue, um, my uh, mobile phone SIM card has been switched off. It's not a billing issue, so don't worry. I did pay the bill, um, but yeah, their side uh, there was a uh, there was a big problem. Um, this meant that I was unable to use my SIM card to receive texts, so. In a world with two factor authentication, this is a massive problem uh, because not only was I unable to log into my author central account uh, for Kindle desktop publishing, I also had a problem because I had issues trying to get into my bank account. Uh, This made it a very difficult week. Um, It's been phone call after phone call after phone call to my provider and they finally managed to sort it all out for me. The problem with this is um, I've also been switching phone at the same time, and this means that I've not been able to log into any of my apps as I've switched over. Other than that, I've been sorting out some other bits and bobs with, uh, with this podcast, but also my wife and I are still watching The Mentalist, and it's it's got really good so far uh the main character is finally starting to work out who and where the e- very evil bad guy is um and uh hopefully we're looking to see where uh where he catches him sometime soon in other news it's snowed in the uk um and i was very surprised because um we don't actually get any w- winter weather at all to be fair um most of it seems to be a warm weather front and not really a snowy kind of area. The interesting thing is, at roughly seven o'clock in the morning, we saw snow all over everything. By 3pm the following uh, afternoon, um, it, it, it was like it was a, a summer's day and it was a very, very weird experience. So... Other than that, i um, not really been doing much writing this week be- uh, because I've been on the phone to the mobile phone provider, um, uh, but I'm hoping to catch up uh, next week. So anyway, uh, that's it for now and on with the rest of the show. I thought carefully before I named this episode because I understand that some people have an issue with the word brainstorming and can deem it very offensive. The word brainstorming is generally used as a word to describe a group of people coming up with ideas in a meeting. But recently, I found out that it can also be offensive to people who have epilepsy. As an epilepsy sufferer myself, I can honestly say I have no issue with this word, and on reflection, some brief research revealed that the Epilepsy Society doesn't have an issue with it either. In fact, According to the Epilepsy Society, they recently conducted a small survey among people with the condition, and the overwhelming response was that the term is not offensive when used in its correct context. Defining a session amassing spontaneous ideas as potential solutions to a problem. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Solutions to a problem. How do I fix this blank space in front of me? With that in mind, let's carry on with the rest of the episode. This week's episode is the author's podcast about brainstorming, your first ideas. As an author, one of the questions I'm often asked is, how do you come up with your ideas? I actually have several answers to this, but the most comical one is... One I heard a little while ago that I've adapted. I walk to the end of my garden where I have a small bush. This bush grows pods that look a bit like green fortune cookies. When you harvest a few of them, then leave them on the kitchen window for a while, they dry out and go brown. You can then snap them and inside there's a small piece of paper with a prompt for my next novel, and some pointers to make me instant stardom. Bizarrely, this appears to come across as so believable, people have actually asked me what the name of the plant is and can I send them some seeds? (laughs) Back in real life, one of the things I do is I keep a notebook and pen with me all the time or my mobile phone. And when inspiration strikes or I see something funny or interesting, I write it down. If I see something weird, I write it down. If I'm in the middle of a field wondering how I got there, guess what? I write it down. And the best bits, you know, when you wake up and you've had a dream, you're halfway through it, you don't want to forget it, write it down. The next time I am at my writing desk, ready to write, I don't even have to think because I've already done it. Instead of looking at a blank page, I just whip out my notes and start to transfer them to my computer. And as I do this, I get in the zone and I start to write down even more ideas. So what sort of things should I write down, I hear you asking? As a writer, a lot of what we share is drawn from experience, even when writing fiction. What do I mean by that? Well, even if your character has time travelled, married a dinosaur or lived as an egg in a purple world, there are still some things they have to do. For example, we all require some form of sustenance and a method of communication. In humans, we refer to those as eating, drinking and talking, etc. So, consider these options when you're creating your characters, even those in fiction. The best places to get ideas? Anywhere and everywhere. For example, when you're out in the street and you witness someone shouting at a driver because they didn't indicate, write it down. If you're in a coffee shop and watch as the new mum and dad grow red with embarrassment as their baby screams the place down and everyone around them has the politeness not to comment but to look on with admiration because they may have experienced this before, write it down. If one such person looks and frowns and sits there and grumbles, write it down because... These people make the best characters because they're not the same as everyone else. If you're at a fairground and somebody's just won the big fluffy duck and gives it away to a little kid just to impress his girlfriend, write it down. If it's late at night, you've had a few beers at the pub and you're a bit wobbly, (laughs) write down as much as you can because these experiences are often quite legendary. And you need stuff that will draw your reader in laughing or feeling sorry for your characters all of these things make your characters seem much more believable and much more relatable another method is to take a pre-existing book and rewrite it public domain books are good for this you could write out a list of points in story then reorganize the plot for example Cinderella. In the popular story of Cinderella, we see Cinders at the start slaving away for her ugly sisters. Then she meets up with the fairy godmother, goes to the ball and dances with her prince charming. How different would it be if the glass slipper she had left behind, the one that fits her foot, if that glass slipper had fitted on one of the ugly sisters feet instead of Cinderella's? Or what would happen if the the prince had had an affair with one of the ugly sisters before Cinderella? What would happen if Prince Charming jilted Cinderella at the altar? What would happen if instead of Cinderella, Prince Charming got married to one of the ugly sisters? In the classic fairy tale of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Goldilocks is walking through the woods and comes across a house where three bears live. She knocks at the door, there's no answer and she goes inside. Next, she finds three bowls of porridge and tastes them all. Daddy bear's porridge is too salty, mama bear's porridge is too sweet and baby bear's is just right. So she eats it all. She finds three chairs, Daddy Bear's is too big, Mama Bear's is too big too, Baby Bear's chair is just right, so she sits in it, but as she gets comfy in the chair, it smashes to smithereens. Tired, she walks through to the bedroom and finds three beds. Same again, Daddy's bed, too hard, Mama's bed, too soft, Baby Bear's bed, perfect, so she falls asleep. The bears come home, find that the porridge is gone, the chair smashed, and Goldilocks are asleep in the bed. She wakes up, she's scared, so she runs away and never goes back into the woods again. What happens if they eat her, or if the authorities get involved, because technically she's you know, broken in? committed an act of vandalism, it could turn into a completely different story. A great representation of reusing these characters is the book The Snowflake Method, written by Randy Ingemanson, where the author teaches you how to write a novel by using Goldilocks and the Three Bears as the main characters. In a very innovative move, including these lovable childhood characters, the author had me hooked from the start and made this one of my favourite writing resource books. The impact of this meant that I remember this book to this day and most of the examples inside it. In another example, Little Red Riding Hood goes through the forest and a wolf finds her grandmother, eats her and pretends to be the grandmother so she can eat Little Red Riding Hood too. But Little Red susses him out and she knocks the wolf out. The vet comes along and finds Grandma safe inside the wolf's stomach. The wolf is dead and Grandma and Little Red Riding Hood live happily ever after. Instead of a wolf, what about using an elephant and considering how that would change the story? How would Little Red Riding Hood react to an elephant in her grandmother's bedroom? Especially when the elephant's more interested in stealing Granny's hot cross buns instead of eating Little Red Riding Hood. That's a whole bunch of different ideas for you. And I hope you have lots of fun trying them out. So, back to that notebook we were talking about earlier. I've already mentioned you should carry a notebook with you. Or a notes app on your phone. Inspiration can strike anywhere and everywhere. Whilst washing up, on the bus, in the middle of a phone call, hanging out the washing, whilst sat in the back of your limousine or on your private jet. Well, if you're a first-time author, chances are you don't have a limo or a private jet. And although you won't be able to afford those just yet, you can afford some pens and paper. Notebooks are fantastic, they are light, easy to put in your pocket, great for just jotting down some ideas and they never run out of batteries. Mobile phones however are something that people carry in their pocket these days. And in the world of smartphones you can download a free notes app to your phone and just crank out your ideas then sync them to your laptop or computer. So. What are ideas? Ideas are thoughts in your head or experiences, past or present, that lead you to consider other such ideas. As you think of one and write it down, another may come along a few minutes later and you repeat the process. The great thing about recording your ideas is that whenever you sit down to write, you can just open your notebook and read through it. And this simple act awakens your creative side so that you can just flow instead of staring into space with some sort of white screen brain fog thing going on. But what happens if inspiration doesn't strike? What if your day consists of getting the kids up and fed and getting them to school and then you go to work and you have to listen to customers or your boss all day, filling your brain with all sorts of non-creative things and squeezing out any good ideas and filling them with orders and the stress of life. Then you get back home, walk the dog, grab the dinner for the kids, get them to bed... Sit down to relax and find that all your creativity is lost in tiredness. Whilst sat down at the end of a day, look around you and you can see various things, such as the picture on the wall, the ornaments in the fireplace, a plug point, that soft chair, some socks, a light bulb, a crime fighter on the telly. Your activity for today is look around you and write down 10 items in a notebook or your notes app. As you start to write things down, other suggestions will pop into your head. So you have a list of 10 items. For example, I'm in my study and as I look around, I see a book, a wallet, a laptop, a phone, a spider plant, a lamp, curtain, clock, chair and my window. Now that you've got 10 objects in a list, think of 10 jobs related to those objects. With my example, I've got a book, librarian, wallet, banker, laptop, hacker, phone, emergency operator, Spider plant, gardener. Lamp, electrician. Curtain, interior designer. Clock, jeweller. Chair, CEO of a company. Window, mm, carpenter. Now, think of something in those professions that would be a really bad thing to happen. So, a book, librarian. <gasps> Now, a fire would not be good would it, so fire. Wallet. Banker. Robbery. Definitely. Laptop. Hacker. Jail. Phone. Emergency operator. Disaster. Spider plant. Gardener. Expensive plant dies. Lamp. Electrician. Electric shock. Curtain, interior designer, wrong colour paint. Clock, jeweller, probably a robbery again. Chair, CEO of a company, um, fired. Window, carpenter, hits their thumb with a hammer. Now, the last section here. Think of ways those can be fixed. So if the library has a fire, perhaps the librarian could save the day with a fire extinguisher. Wallet, banker, robbery, cops bust in and save the hostages. Laptop, hacker, jail. He manages to escape, then proves his innocence. Phone. Emergency operator. Disaster. People are saved. Spider plant. Gardener. Expensive plant dies. Another grows in its place. There's lots more that you can think of to go with these. With these prompts, you now have the start of a story. It starts in a library where an electrician is working. And due to bad wiring, he's electrocuted. This starts a fire. The librarian rings emergency services and tells them about the fire. Fire brigade are on their way and the librarian manages to use a fire extinguisher to beat back some of the flames then rescue the electrician. See what I did there? Great start for a story already. Now you can use your imagination to fill in the rest. The great thing about writing is If you get stuck, simply stop. Give your brain a rest and go and do something else. Your brain will be excited about what you've already written and you'll start to think about what you want to write next. When you have those thoughts, add those to your notebook too. I'm going to finish this episode for today and we'll come back to working on the book in a later episode. Until then, Don't forget to carry on writing down notes and just enjoy the process. If you love this show and want to become an official fan, you can for just £3 a month. By signing up, you get a shout out on the show, access to the private community on Patreon and that great feeling of happiness, knowing that you're helping to support an independent author. Simply pop over to www.patreon.com slash theauthorspodcastabout and show your support today. This week's question of the week is, do you have any suggestions on how you come up with ideas? Feel free to share them in the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash British books and that's British with two T's. Next week's episode is the author's podcast about choosing your software and we'll be diving into various different types of software that you can use for writing your book. So, I hope to see you next week. Take care and thank you for listening. That's all for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast don't forget to click that subscribe button now also if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast don't forget to share the word and i will see you next week for some more authors podcast about goodbye for now